0: Hi, I'm Sage, and I have the wackiest condition on the planet. Every time I want to cry, I end up laughing instead. Yikes. Have you ever laughed at the wrong moment, and it's been super awkward for you? Well, that's my life. Every single day. At first, my parents thought I was the happiest baby in the world because I laughed at everything. When I started teething at six months, instead of crying because it hurt, I'd keep my parents up all night because I couldn't stop laughing. And when I started crawling and bumped my head everywhere, I'd just burst into giggles. That's when Dad started calling me a weirdo. He hated anything unusual. What kind of kid does that? There's definitely something wrong with her. She's a crazy baby, and it's embarrassing. She clearly can't help it. Can you, baby boo? But dad didn't listen. He really started to hate me, and it wasn't just for laughing. Ever since I was a kid, I'd loved to color and paint. When I was four, I spotted his brand new laptop and thought it was such a dull gray. So I painted the lid a bright red and each key a different color. I thought it looked beautiful, but Dad nearly had a stroke when he saw it. Who's going to fix this? She's such a pain. Why couldn't you give me a normal child? Even though I was just a kid, his words stung, so of course I burst into laughter, which just made him angrier. But it wasn't just Dad. Everyone misunderstood me all the time. One day in first grade, Monica, the richest girl in my class, was crying because her dog was stolen. <laughs> You lost your dog? What kind of a person steals a dog? That's so sad. (laughs) Everyone hugging her turned to me in shock. Monica looked at me with sheer hatred. Get out, Sage! You're so mean! After that, I became the mean witch in class. Everyone started picking on me, especially Monica. And no matter how hard I tried to explain that I didn't mean to laugh, No one seemed to believe me. I wanted so badly to be normal. I started watching the saddest movies, listened to the most heartbreaking songs, and read the newspaper to get all the worst news. Nothing helped, because I still burst into giggles at my grandma's funeral. I was actually so sad. I loved my grandma. But as I cackled away, everyone stared at me like I was crazy, and I ran off. Over the years, mom came up with a way to cheer me up. Every time Dad got mad at me, she put a dollar in a jar in my room. By the end of each month, I had enough money to buy art supplies. But obviously I hid this from Dad because he didn't want to spend a single cent on me. In the sixth grade, I entered an art contest in school. I worked really hard to make a nice painting with my cheap paints and paper. But as soon as Monica saw I was participating, she just had to one-up me. She took classes with a fancy art tutor and brought her expensive canvas and paints. She won by a landslide. I was so disappointed that I wanted to cry. So, in the crowded hall, I burst into laughter instead. The art teacher turned to me, confused. What's so funny, Sage? Are you making fun of Monica's work? No, no, I swear. She's just laughing because she's a sore, crazy loser. Well, I had a bad reputation back then, and everyone thought I was mean. I stopped entering art competitions after that. I stayed in my room all day, and nothing Mom did cheered me up. After my homework, I'd spent the rest of the evening painting away and posting pictures to my art account on Instagram. Until one day in 8th grade, I got a really unexpected message there from a stranger. I just love your painting. I want to buy it. Will you take $150 for it? Someone wanted to buy my painting? For the first time in weeks, I was flying. When I got the money from selling it, I bought more supplies and started painting my butt off. For the next few months, everything I made got sold immediately. I was so over the moon. So one day in the cafeteria... While Monica was going on and on about her fancy French art teacher, I casually mentioned I'd sold 10 paintings for $150 each. Monica was livid. She practically choked on the caviar she was eating. There's no way you and your trashy art will sell on my watch. Oh, and how do you think you're going to stop it? You'll see. And just a few days later, I did see how low Monica could go. Someone stole my sketch pad from my bag. And right after, a new Instagram account sprung up with all my artwork on it. I knew it was Monica, obviously. I ran to complain to my teachers, but I was pretty upset and couldn't stop laughing. So they all thought I was joking. Why would I do this when I'm so much better than her? Monica convinced everyone that I was a jealous liar who tried to frame her. And then she and her minions started blaming me for all kinds of things I'd never done. One day, she put super glue on the teacher's chair, and when the teacher got up, the chair was stuck to her butt. As everyone started giggling and she tried to pull it off, her skirt ripped. Monica pointed straight at me. I saw her with the glue. You can even check her locker. As everyone stared at me accusingly, I laughed until my stomach ached. And that's how I started ending up in detention every week, because teachers thought I was rude and a troublemaker. At first, I was furious. But suddenly, I realized I loved detention. No one could bother me here, and I could paint in peace for hours. As I was busy painting one day, someone tapped me on the shoulder, and I turned to see a boy who gently wiped my cheek with a tissue. You had some paint on your face. I just stared at him like a dummy. Who was this cutie? I've seen your paintings and they're amazing. Well, you're amazing. Do you think you could teach me? Eugene was a new boy at school who got stuck in detention often because he'd always prove his teachers wrong. I became his detention art tutor. He was really kind and clever and somehow he didn't judge me for my laughing. I don't think you're crazy or mean at all. It could be a medical condition, you know. Maybe my dad can help. He's a neuroscientist. I did go see his dad one day without telling my parents. He explained that I had a condition where my brain would get the wrong signal when I felt sad, and my body's response was laughing instead of crying. He said it wasn't in my control at all, and I never needed to feel bad about it. A week later, Eugene made an adorable hand-painted card to ask me to go out with him. Of course I said yes! One day, I was putting away my stuff in the locker when Eugene came running to me excitedly with a poster for a national art contest. You should enter this, Sage. You're really talented. I'm sure you can win. Just then, I heard Monica's nasty voice behind us. Ew, why are you telling this crazy loser that she's talented and raising her hopes for no good reason? Because he's my boyfriend, that's why. And why are you even talking to him? My step cousin is your boyfriend? Are you out of your pea-sized mind? It's my turn to laugh at you. But I'd had enough. I pulled Eugene close and gave him a long, steamy kiss right in the middle of the corridor. My eyes! My eyes! Ew! I can't watch this. Oh, no problem. We can just make out in the janitor's closet. And with that, I dragged Eugene into the closet while everyone was hooting outside. Obviously both of us got detention again, but we didn't care. That was our happy place anyway. I started focusing on the upcoming competition, and I was really pumped for it. With my Instagram sales, I'd even made enough money to buy good quality materials. On the day of the competition, as soon as I started to unpack my supplies, I knew something was wrong. I started laughing. This could not be happening. My tubes of paint had been squeezed almost empty. Just then, I spotted Monica staring at me with a big, evil grin on her face. I couldn't give up. I wasn't going to let her bring me down. I did the best I could with whatever little paints I had, and miraculously, I won. But as I got off the stage with my trophy and a $1,000 check, Monica walked up to me. You think you can fool everyone, but I know you're just a big fraud. I was wondering who that idiot was who keeps commenting on your Instagram and buying your paintings. And well, I had them tracked down. All this time, you've been pretending to be a great artist when your mommy has been buying your lame art. What are you talking about? Go on, run home and ask mommy dearest. Monica was just a lunatic. But when I got home, I saw something that made me actually like Monica more than my own mother for a minute. Mom was carrying something down to the basement. When I followed her, I saw that every single art piece that I'd ever sold on Insta was lying there. Mom, are you my mystery Instagram buyer? She turned to me in complete shock and then she started to cry. Yes, it's me. You were so sad after losing that contest, and I just wanted to encourage you. You you lied to me. All this time, I thought I was actually good enough. Honey, you are really good, and that's the truth. I only bought these paintings to make you believe in yourself. You what? We turned around to see Dad in the doorway, looking beyond furious. You're telling me that you spent my money just... To make her feel more talented? I want every cent back. Give it back to me right now, Sage. Just then, he spotted the check in my hand and leapt forward to snatch it. But Mom stepped in. Don't you dare. It's her money and her talent. Well, it's my house, and I want you both out of it. Mom and I spent the night at Grandma's. The next day, when we went back home, hoping Dad would have come to his senses, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. He'd thrown all my paintings in the yard. And he was driving over them. Mom, I'm not staying here another minute. Dad doesn't love us or care about us, and he's a maniac. Let's just leave him. We can manage on our own. I promise. We took all our stuff and moved to Grandma's for a while. After graduation, I worked super hard and built a new website to sell my art. Mom found a new job, but in another city. I was really sad to leave Eugene behind, but I knew Mom needed me. We tried to make it work long distance, but with work and school, it was really hard. Eventually, we both decided to call it quits. I laughed over my broken heart for days. Eventually, I got into a great art college on full scholarship and had my projects exhibited in many galleries over the years. On graduation day, I broke down into fits of laughter five times during my valedictorian speech. Soon after, someone emailed me saying they wanted to be my agent. We set up an interview at the cafe the next day. When I saw the agent, my heart stopped. Eugene! Ha! I knew you'd be surprised. I ran up to him and gave him a hug. He said he'd been following my work, and he couldn't wait to represent me. He booked me for shows that same week. During the last one, he whispered in my ear, I made a painting for you. Do you want to see it? I followed him to the end of the gallery and saw a painting of me and Eugene sitting in detention at school. I felt so moved. Suddenly, I felt something I'd never felt before. Wet tears streaming down my face. Was I finally crying? It was the best time of my life because that's when I fell in love with you. Sage, do you wanna be with me again? I threw myself in his arms and gave him a kiss. Yes! Eugene was actually so excited that he'd made me cry. This had to be the weirdest romantic moment ever. Two years later, we got married. We have three children. And the youngest, Freya, is just like me. No tears, only laughs. Mom, am I weird? Everyone else gets to cry. Why can't I? No, you're strong and you just laugh everything off. Even when things are hard. You're not weird. You're absolutely okay. I made sure that not only her, but none of the kids in her school would be bullied. I studied to be an art therapist and started after-school programs for kids to help them channel their emotions into art. Little by little, I try to make things better for our kids, every day.
1: Slow down. Easy. Don't trip.
0: Ta-da! What do you think? It's amazing, right?
2: Are you messing with me, Dad? A freaking Barbie toy house? Yeah. Didn't you always want one? Yeah, I kept begging for a Barbie dream house. Jesus Christ, I meant a real house, not a toy! Wait,
1: what? What? Aura.
2: I'm talking about a full-on Barbie-style house, with an elevator and a slide all in pink! Ugh, this is so frustrating! So, what about this one? Seeing that tiny toy house just pissed me off even more. If I wanted it, I could buy it myself. Who needs to beg Dad for that? A toy house? <laughs> no way! I smashed that house right in front of him! It's high time he built his Barbie princess a real one. Or he could just buy it, whatever works. Okay, y'all might hate me for being such a diva, but listen to my story, you'll get why. My little Barbie, don't be sad. Mommy will find a way to make daddy see sense. Hey there, I'm Ara, but you could call me the real life Barbie. Anything I want, my millionaire parents can get for me even if it means plucking stars from the sky. And I ain't kidding. From when I was little, I was showered with all Barbie things because my mom loved the brand. She promised to turn me into a Barbie princess, and voila, here I am. Today, I've got a whole Barbie-themed day plan. Come with me. First stop, the beauty salon for a VIP Barbie treatment. Ugh, pure bliss. I overhear the staff whispering about a hottie walking down the street. I've been on the lookout for ken for ages, but it feels like forever. Back home, I overhear my parents (gasps) talking. The mood is kinda tense. You should have known what our girl wanted. She doesn't need a toy house.
1: You spoil her rotten. That's why she's so entitled.
2: What's the big deal in buying a new house?
1: (sighs) It's not that simple. What if she wants a whole palace next?
2: Duh. We can build one for her.
1: I can't believe it. When I was 16, I worked extra shifts at the community center just to save up for a rental.
2: Just then, the doorbell rings. Oh, my order. I open the door, grab the box, and totally forget to say thanks. But hey, who cares?
1: Aura, don't tell me you bought another pair of shoes. Your room's like a shoe store already.
2: No, I don't have this brand yet. They're the latest trend, Dad.
1: Do you realize some kids out there have just one pair? Do you see? Do you feel any regret?
2: Chill, Dad. We're loaded. My parents exchanged glances. Some kind of silent talk going on there.
1: We're wealthy because we work damn hard for what we have.
2: Your dad said at 16, he worked extra because he earned so little, and we're proud of that. How tough can working there be?
1: You wouldn't last a week. You're so pampered, Aura. So disappointing.
2: Ugh, watch me. If I volunteer at the local daycare for a week, I get my Barbie house. Deal?
1: Actually, not a bad idea.
2: All right, it's a bet. So I decided to hit the local daycare the next day. All I have to do is serve food, clean up, and play with the kiddos. Piece of cake. The next day, my chauffeur drops me at the daycare. I talk big, but man, I was kind of nervous. I'm so used to being waited on, and now I'm the one doing the serving. But I need that Barbie house, so gotta hustle! As I walk in, all the kids stare. What? Never seen a queen before? I approach the counter to introduce myself to the dude there. His name's Justin. Suddenly, the kids rush me. It's Barbie! Princess Barbie! Princess Barbie. They're kinda cute, to be honest. But a kid grabs my dress and rips it! My favorite dress! Ruined! Before I can explode, Justin steps in.
1: Lunchtime's coming up. Let me show you the kitchen.
2: I obediently followed him. But spoiler alert, things didn't go super smooth after that.
1: Ow! Hot! Too hot! Dude, you gotta be more careful.
2: Justin shot me a look before leading the kid back to his seat. Gosh, who knew this gig would be so tough? I thought it'd be as straightforward as bowling. Justin then nudged me over to the bread distribution area. Let me guess, your parents made you work here too, right?
1: Nah, I've been volunteering here for a few years.
2: Volunteering? That's odd. Who works for free anyway? Lunch was over and all the kids had hit the hay. So I snuck a peek at my phone to scope out some new shoes.
1: Not grabbing lunch? There's still some soup left.
2: Ew, I'm not touching that! I'll whip up something myself. That's right, folks. Your girl said she'd cook. I trailed Justin back into the kitchen, and (gasps) bam! Hundreds of dirty trays were there. Um, can you get someone to clean this up? I need to make lunch here.
1: Nah, we're cleaning this up ourselves.
2: Huh? I've never washed dishes and have no clue how to.
1: Here, suit up. I'll guide you.
2: No other choice, right? So after adjusting the apron, I headed to the sink. (sighs) I picked up a spoon and, oh snap! I'm drenched! Was there a tsunami or what?
1: (laughs) You're such a dork.
2: Then, Justin wipes my face with a cloth. Man, he's kind of cute and caring. We tidied up the mess, and an hour later, we were done.
1: All done. What are you feeling for lunch?
2: I think I'll make some spaghetti.
1: You sure you can? Handle that yourself?
2: His words hit my pride like a wrecking ball. I puffed up and shouted in his face. Heck yes, I'm not a baby.
1: Yeah, even little Minnie here can make spaghetti.
2: He walked away. Okay, boil water, drop the pasta, and wait. Easy peasy. But while waiting, I got distracted shopping on my phone. The pot tipped and water splashed everywhere. Oh shoot, fire! Panicking, I grabbed the nearest liquid to douse the flames. I found a can, heaved it up, and splashed its contents onto the fire. But the flames roared even more! What the hell?! Ah! Justin rushed over, finding me shell-shocked on the floor.
1: You idiot! That's motor oil! Why'd you pour oil on fire?
2: I... I don't know! I'm sorry! He quickly used the fire extinguisher, but the damage was done. A chunk of the kitchen was burned.
1: Listen, you're here to help these kids, but you're dressed like a princess. What are you trying to prove? I... If you're here just because your parents made you, then just leave.
2: I felt like every eye was on me, like a kid getting scolded. I was hurt, (laughs) but I couldn't argue back. Justin was right. I was useless. A tiny tap on my shoulder. Hi, Barbie, (laughs) eat this. Thank you, sweetie. I'm Minnie.
1: Minnie, why are you here?
2: I couldn't look Justin in the eye after my disaster. How could I stay after that? My shoe broke again, Justin. It looks like a hungry crocodile.
1: Cute, huh? But we've got to fix it. Use this tape till I can glue it.
2: Okay. Why did I feel so embarrassed? Aura. I jumped when Justin called my name.
1: I'm sorry for lashing out. I was just... I'm sorry, okay?
2: It's cool. You were right.
1: Want to make amends?
2: Of course I did.
1: Come early tomorrow. Let's throw Minnie a birthday party.
2: That night, I ordered Minnie some cool sneakers as a birthday gift. First time a pair of shoes felt so meaningful. And I couldn't stop thinking about Justin and his words. Not like Ken's sweet-talking Barbie, but why did I miss him? I barely know him. Surely I wasn't crushing... I didn't even know what this feeling was. (laughs) The next day, we decorated the house for Minnie's birthday. Flowers, gifts, and cake. Simple stuff. (laughs) But Minnie's eyes sparkled with joy.
1: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you.
2: Minnie blew out the candles. Make a wish? What did you wish for? Let me guess. Toys? Mm Mm-mm. New clothes? No. I wished for everyone here to live in a prettier house. Pink would be awesome. She didn't wish for herself. Post-party, Justin suggested we get Minnie a Barbie house.
1: We can't build a real house, but let's make a toy one. She'd love it.
2: Man, I once trashed a Barbie house my dad gifted me. This is the best gift ever. Thank you! Suddenly, she cried. (laughs) I thought it was from happiness, but it wasn't. I miss my dad so much. He promised me a Barbie dream house, but he's not coming back. They say he's in this faraway place called heaven. And that was the moment I knew what I had to do. Family's the real prize, right? That day, the first thing I did when I got home was hug my dad tight. Whoa there. Looks like our princess got a whiff of that new home smell today. What's that now? To my surprise, Dad dangled some keys in front of me.
1: A deal's a deal. We're so proud you wrapped up your week at the kids' camp.
2: Right. A week had flown by. I couldn't believe how fast time went.
1: Well, what do you think?
2: It's awesome! I totally love it! Sweetie, you don't seem all that jazz. It's not that. I'm just... Um, can we, like, gift this house to the kids at the camp?
1: Gift it, But isn't this the dream house you've always wanted?
2: No, Dad. I think this gift would mean a lot more if we gave it to those who really need it. That's our girl, huh? It was truly a stunning three-story pink house, complete with a slide and a swimming pool. This is freaking amazing, Barbie! Aura,
1: I'm so grateful for what you're doing for these kids. Thank you.
3: That day was just a regular Sunday after the last semester of my 11th grade. I was sleeping soundly after a tiring week of waking up early every day at 5am, when suddenly, someone banged on my door. Ashley, wake up and get your butt out here! We're going on a picnic trip! What trip? Today is my only day off! Come on, we have a surprise for you! Without giving me time to react, my classmates immediately pulled me up and took me downstairs. Surprisingly, standing at my door was… Dylan, (laughs) my crush and his Range Rover. Let's go, Ashley. Immediately, my friends pushed me into that convertible. What the hell was happening? Booyah! I'm Ashley, 17 years old. I was about to turn 18, and as you can see, I was in a very strange situation. I had never been in a state of panic like this. Before listening to my story, please like and subscribe. As soon as the five of us got into the car, Dylan sped forward. (laughs) Beverly Hill, here we come. What? Wait? How could they drag me along without telling me anything in advance? This is too sudden. I haven't called off my piano class today. It's okay. Vanessa has taken care of that already, right? I knew it! Vanessa, my bestie, is always like that. She's super enthusiastic and loves making outrageous plans for everyone. More than once had she put us in awkward situations because of that. Once, I was washing my dad's car, when suddenly, Vanessa appeared. My bestie, I miss you so much. Are you washing the car? Let me help you. Wait, Vanessa, that faucet is broken! As soon as she turned on that broken faucet, it got out of hand completely. From head to toes turn it off vanessa i can't see anything my god after struggling for a while i was finally able to close the faucet Ah, save me it's off (laughs) another time i had a crush on jackson a boy in the next class because i was shy and didn't dare to confess to him vanessa (laughs) automatically did it for me you can't imagine it it was one of the most embarrassing events of my life She put a picture of me and Jackson in modern talking style and hung it as a backdrop in the school hall. Confess your love, Ashley. Wait, let me confess first. I'm gay. (gasps) Holy cow. From that event, I was known as the unluckiest girl at school. After that day, I got so mad at Vanessa that I almost stopped hanging out with her. But to my dismay, Vanessa hadn't changed at all. Proof was that she dragged me on this crazy trip. Why didn't you tell me anything beforehand? Relax, it was Dylan who invited us to his house. Don't you want to enjoy a romantic summer with your lover boy? Turns out Dylan invited all of us to his house for a picnic and a coming-of-age ceremony. Since I also wanted to be with him, I (laughs) grumpily agreed to go with him. The three-hour trip made my back terribly sore, but the scenery was so beautiful that it immediately lifted my spirit and relaxed my body. Beverly Hill is truly a charming place, especially since Dylan's house was surrounded by the best beach there, Venice Beach. As soon as I got out of the car, a polite waiter came over and handed me a mocktail of non-alcoholic fizz. Oh my god, is this really what I think? I only stay here during the summer. Make yourselves at home. Without waiting a second, Lewis and Pia ran straight to the sea. It was probably my best chance to be alone with my crush. Let's go barbecue, Dylan. Let me tag along. Not again, Vanessa. At this rate, we wouldn't have any privacy. Although I didn't want to, I still let her go with us. That night, I was standing alone grilling delicious cuts of meat. Surely Dylan would be amazed with my cooking skills. (laughs) Suddenly, something strange happened before my eyes. Vanessa and Dylan were washing fruit while whispering (laughs) intimately to each other, as if they were a couple what was going on between them it smells so good can I try one as soon as I cut the meat and gave it to her ah Ashley it's hot it's hot oh no because I was so focused on the two of them I accidentally dropped the piece of meat on Pia's feet everyone worriedly rushed to Pia especially Louis Pia's boyfriend he angrily yelled at me how could you let my baby get hurt you're so clumsy come on Louis Can't you see that Pia is injured? What if she dropped the grill? Who knows what could happen? His words made me feel extremely guilty. This picnic trip started out the worst way possible. And about Dylan and Vanessa, what could be going on between them? Maybe the person Dylan liked was her. It couldn't be, right? The next day I found them walking (gasps) by the beach together. I saw Dylan pull out a large gift box, and Vanessa looked very happy to receive it. No! I'd rather instead of seeing them become a couple. I immediately rushed over to them when suddenly, Louis and Pia appeared and blocked my way. Both of them held my hands tightly and expressed regret. Sorry, Ashley. I was too hot-tempered yesterday. Please don't think much about it. I know, I know! Now step aside, I have something to do! Come on, we'll buy you a refreshing mocktail. But... but... Ugh! That night I kept tossing and turning. All of them were acting strangely. They acted like they didn't want me to know about Vanessa and Dylan's secret relationship. Tomorrow I would ask Vanessa directly. The next morning, I woke up and found no one with me. I immediately called Pia and learned that early that morning, Pia and Lewis went shopping for Dylan's coming of age ceremony, while Dylan and Vanessa stayed at home to put up decorations. It was my chance to figure out their real relationship, but OMG, what terrible thing had I just witnessed? My crush and my best friend were kissing. What the hell is this? Ashley, I can explain? Like hell you can! You're gonna say that you two are just friends and this is just a coincidence, right? If you like him, then just tell me from the start! Why go behind my back and do this? Vanessa tried to hold my hand back, but I pushed her away. (gasps) Stop this goddamn trip! I don't want to be here to see your acting lovey-dovey together for one more second! Even though both Dylan and Vanessa tried to explain, I packed up my things and took the bus back home. What a horrible day! How could they treat me like that? Maybe I shouldn't have accepted Dylan's invitation to come here in the first place. I would cut ties with all of them. Oh gosh, what was going on? A hand suddenly grabbed me and pulled me out of the bus. Louis, what are you doing? Let me go! Pia, drive away. What did these two want? I could never go back to that house. Let me go! Are you still angry now? Vanessa has been missing for over an hour because she's been looking for you. Good (gasps) heavens! They said she had gone to the beach alone but hadn't returned ever since. I had never felt so scared before. If something happened to my bestie, I'd regret it for the rest of my life. When we got back home, we immediately ran to the beach to find her. Vanessa! Vanessa! Surprise! Surprise! Happy birthday to my best friend, Ashley! Behind me were a lovely cake, bunches of ravishing flowers, and my four friends smiling (laughs) from
1: ear to ear.
3: Oh my god, they had been secretly preparing for my birthday? Since I had never had a proper birthday celebration before, Vanessa planned to fulfill my wish. Because I was so focused on Vanessa and Dylan, I forgot it was my own birthday.
1: Jesus, I never thought this secret birthday would cause you to misunderstand
3: so many things. We were just acting to surprise you. So, what about... Oh, that. While decorating for your birthday, I fell and accidentally landed on Lewis. I wasn't able to explain that to you. For a minute of impulsiveness, I had treated Vanessa wrongly. I hugged her tightly in regret. I'm so sorry for not believing you and thinking badly of you. Vanessa didn't say anything. She just pulled me as fast as she could into the house where Dylan was standing. He was (laughs) holding a large gift box, the same one that I misunderstood as a gift for Vanessa. Dylan has so much to tell you. Um, here's your present. I want to say, I I like... You don't have to say no more. And so we gave each other the first kiss of adulthood. (gasps) It was probably the best and most memorable birthday of my life. I hugged and kissed my dad goodbye, not forgetting to take the keys from his pocket. (laughs) Yes, I would sneak into his office to find information about my mother. I dashed over to the locked cabinet, testing the keys one by one. Suddenly, Hmm? a voice called from afar. Helene, have I forgotten the keys? Oh no! I had to hurry up before he came back. It was opened! Inside was a photo of my dad's wedding, with an address on the back. At that moment, the door handle of the room started to rotate, so I quickly closed the cabinet. Helene, I... Here it is. You dropped it here. Mission completed. Do you think I was good enough to act as a spy? I'm Helene. My parents have been divorced since I was born. My father always kept everything about my mother a secret, even when I pleaded. When I stumbled across that locked cabinet... I hope to find something about her. At least now I have a picture of her when she was young and an address line. However, it was in Paris. Taking the opportunity of my father's going on a business trip, I would fly from New York to Paris to find my mother. When I saw the address on the photo, I discovered that this place was surrounded by many reporters. I then patted a reporter <laughs> on the shoulder. Um, excuse me, see how busy I am? But the angry reporter was about to scold me, but he just stood there, stunned, looking at me. Isn't this Amber? Before I could reply, all the reporters started taking pictures of me. Suddenly, I bumped into a mysterious woman behind me who was like my 30-year-old version and smelled of strawberries like Lotso. Mom? she looked at me Hmm? suspiciously then leaned close to my face and whispered wow who's like me to this extent it seems suddenly the reporters were tumultuous and my mother quickly (gasps) hugged me in her arms my daughter it's you she then said that my father had chased her away before because at that time she was just an amateur actress unworthy (gasps) of his family background it was unexpected that my father was such a coward Soon the story of the famous actress Amber seeing her daughter again after 17 years became the hottest news in Paris. Then my mother allowed me to stay as long as I wanted. So great! So the next day I was led by her to the set where she was filming for a new movie. There I met Astrid, her assistant. He looked quite busy because my mother had just arrived. He had to get a chair, drink, scripts, even fan her. Let me give you a hand. Don't touch it. Astrid's good at serving me. All right, act now. It started with a cheese scene in the woods between my mother, who played an archaeologist, and the bandits. Action! My mother acted extremely well, both panicking and scared, but suddenly she stopped. I forgot to put on my perfume. Ah! Ast- uh. After that fall, my mother refused to act in any scenes with strong physical activity, causing the film to be postponed. So the director got angry at her. If you don't act, cancel the contract. So a heated argument happened between my mother and the director. Suddenly, my mother hugged me. Oh, you really are my savior. You guessed it right. My mother begged me to do this scene for her. Well, okay, it's just a chase scene. As soon as action was heard, I ran forward with all my might. I quickly grabbed the prepared rope, then swung back and wrapped the (laughs) rope around the bandits. Ha! Everyone burst into applause! Helene's good at acting, but you have a lot to <laughs> learn from me. After all, it's not bad to be a famous actor, right? Since that day, my interest in acting has increased significantly. I even expressed my dream of becoming an actress to my mom. Oh, baby, people only compliment you because you're my daughter. <laughs> Ring! Suddenly interrupted her. It was my father! Oh, no! Dad had already known everything.
1: When I was still worried about how
3: to answer, my mother snatched my phone. Let me talk to him. If she could mollify him, I could rest assured to stay here. Any difficult scenes? Have me here. One day, the director asked for a promotional scene for the movie, but it was a flashback scene from when the character was young. My mom was excited about it. Even though I'm 36 years old, I still look like an 18-year-old girl, right? When I hesitated, the director spoke up. Does your face look like dried fruit? (laughs) Hearing that, my mom rushed in to fight with the director, but strangely, he didn't dodge her wrath, but directly went to my side to lift my chin. Had to let a beautiful young actress like Helene here act in that scene, right? So I immediately replaced my mom's role. However, the male actor didn't appear. Hasgrid was immediately nominated by my mother for that role. Different from his usual messy appearance, after changing, Astrid looked extremely dashing. (laughs) Action! It was just a simple kiss scene, but... I'd never kissed a stranger before! My face started to sweat and my stomach rumbled non-stop. When Astrid started to lean down to kiss me... OMG! Only three seconds until his lips... Oops! (gasps) I didn't mean it! Suddenly, Astrid also belched even louder (gasps) than me! I'm so nervous that I burped too. <laughs> then we looked at each other and laughed. Thanks to Astrid, I felt more comfortable in that kiss scene. I even Woo-hoo! thought that kiss was. a little sweet. <laughs> After finishing the scene, we were about to go to the green room when we suddenly heard the conversation between the director and a supporting actor in the crew. Helene's much better than her mother, and will soon usurp Amber's position as movie queen. Contrary to what I thought, she wasn't angry at all, but actively nominated me to be the main actor instead. Let Helene play the lead role, please, director. Had... had she understood my wish? I quickly agreed. The next day was the climbing scene, which was quite difficult. But you know what? I've been playing bouldering for two years now. As soon as the scene started, I climbed up very skillfully, leaving everyone in awe. As I neared the top, I suddenly smelled a familiar strawberry scent. Why did it smell like my mother up here? Lost in thought about that question, my hand slipped off the cliff. Why was it so slippery? I tried to cling to the ledge, but to no avail. People below started to worry. Hold on tight. Someone help her. Just as I was about to fall, an arm grabbed me. Astrid? Don't be afraid. There's a mattress underneath you. After that, Astrid pulled me up. As I guessed, there was still a bottle of lotion that my mother used in the corner of the top of the mountain. Immediately, my mother rushed to hug me. Oh, my Helene, are you all right? I told you not to be an actress, it's dangerous. I quickly pushed her hand away, angrily shouting, You have applied the lotion on that cliff, right? That's why it's so smooth. Before my mother could explain, Astrid quickly spoke up. It was Miss Amber who made me do it. I really didn't know it would harm Helene. Turns out Astrid also worked as an unpaid assistant to my mother for the past two years in exchange for the opportunity to be an actor. (laughs) My mother promised him that if he did well this time, he would get the official role. Don't worry, everything is already in the script. We're just adding a little drama to the movie. She did everything just for me to give up on being an actress. Not to interfere with her work anymore everything has given you away. After her secret was revealed, my mother Hmm. didn't hide it anymore and grabbed my collar. This brat, I shouldn't have given birth to you. At this moment, a black shadow came and pushed my mother away. Don't touch my daughter. Dad, that was right. After hearing the news, he rushed to Paris to find me and told all the facts. My mother was the one who abandoned me right after I was born, because I was the rock that stood in the way of her acting career. I can't believe it's my mother anymore. Finally, the career of my mother actress Amber ended, and I hadn't seen her again after that. And Astrid also regretted what he did, so he decided to find a new job. Even though we worked in two different cities, nothing could stop us from being together, right?
4: The violin teacher will be here in 20 minutes, so please prepare for the lesson in advance. Punctuality is an important quality of a true lady." My mother reminded me. Her tone made me mad. Of course, Mommy. I'll be there in 20 minutes. I replied and thought about how much I hated the violin. Wouldn't it all go to hell? For the first time in my life, I dared to go against my parents. Threw a few things in my bag and walked out of the house with determination. Hello, Amanda. I think I left home. Please meet me there if you don't mind, she said. I said in a trembling voice into the phone. My heart was producing so much adrenaline. I never experienced anything like that before. So that's how you are, freedom. I took a deep breath and said with pleasure and set forth towards my dream. Hi, my name is Rose and my dream is to be the daughter of poor parents. Mine, unfortunately, are too rich. And I'm sick of money and everything that goes with it. What? Are you crazy? The whole world dreams of a life like yours. And you don't appreciate what you have. That's what most people I know say. And you probably agree with them. But I'll try to explain why being rich is terrible. I look at my baby pictures and realize, God, I even had couture diapers. And I don't seem to have had shit on them at all. Because my whole life since I was born has been all about showing off and the pursuit of perfection. That's the way it is in rich families. I was always forbidden to play in the sandbox because I could get dirty. It was the same with puddles, sticks, and even food. I was shielded from anything that would spoil the appearance of a real princess. And I was spoon-fed until I was five. So that, God forbid, I wouldn't get dirty during dinner. Every meal in our house is a special ritual and a kind of celebration where it's customary to come dressed up in nice clothes and a suit full of manners. Rose, you don't need your other hand for bread, but to hold a knife with it and help yourself with it when you're eating. My mother and babysitter were always reprimanding me and teaching me about life. I can tell you with certainty, I never had a childhood. And what a normal child's childhood was like, I learned only from the television. Sometimes we were in public places which, luckily, my parents were not afraid to take me to from time to time. Rose, you don't have to fight with Alexa. She has a really nice family. You should be friends with her. My mother insisted when I was four years old, and I didn't want to have a terrible friend around me that my family forced on me. I had to. Do you understand? I only had to be friends with someone my parents thought was worthy. Besides, from an early age, I was told what to do. My parents chose my hobbies and interests for me. Ballet, modeling school, vocal, violin, and I was sick of it all because I wanted to pursue basketball and playing a guitar and just walk down the street like normal kids. Instead, I, along with a babysitter, was worried about my daily schedule and I was afraid I was gonna miss a class. Yes, I always had things that other kids could only dream of, but believe me, None of that compares to the sweet word, freedom. My life changed drastically when our housekeeper came to visit us one day with her daughter Amanda. Amanda was my age, and I was immediately won over by her spontaneity, her cheerful nature, and her total openness to the world. She was very different from all my friends and acquaintances, and even me. I never met people like that before. Don't you know what a slingshot is? Seriously? Wow! Amanda laughed good-naturedly, showing me a branch with a rubber band stretched over it. Then she taught me how to shoot it. She also drew squares on the pavement with numbers inside and then we jumped on them. God, she had like a hundred ways to do it. And they were all cooler than PlayStation games, Sims, and even Among Us. Adventures with Amanda were the best I ever had. And how many interesting, exciting stories she told. And then I tripped over some rock and smashed my knee, ripping my pants and bleeding all over. She was talking about one of her adventures. Wow, you went straight to the hospital? Did your parents scold you? I asked naively. I wanted to know the details. Funny, what should I be scolded for? For a broken knee or ruined pants? Of course not. My mom just felt sorry for me, Amanda answered. And every time I did, I realized that I wanted to give up everything I had in favor for the life Amanda and her friends lived. But I had no way of getting into that other life. And Amanda was my secret friend. If my parents found out that I was communicating with her, she would never come into our house again. At some point, I realized I was very tired of everything and was ready to run away. I had no concrete plans or understanding of what I was going for. I was driven by fatigue and dreams of being a normal kid whose parents don't own millions and don't decide everything for them, down to when to go to the bathroom or take a shower. 20 minutes later, Amanda followed me to the bus stop. Shall we go? I'll show you another world, she said with a smile. Let's go, I answered resolutely, and we rushed towards the adventure. An hour later, we found ourselves in a very strange place. The houses were so tightly packed together and so old that they seemed to be about to collapse. In the yards, children were walking around in dirty and worn-out clothes, but they looked happy and carefree. There was loud music and shouting coming from the open windows. It sounded like someone was fighting. I never heard people talking to each other in that tone before. On one hand, I felt uncomfortable and scared. But on the other hand, my soul was thirsty for experience and I wanted to immerse myself in this life, so I bravely followed Amanda. "'Well, princess, you are about to descend from heaven and experience all the pleasures of hell,' my friend said with a laugh, and opened the creaky door of her apartment. The first thing that hit my nose was a strong, unpleasant smell. Something like the smell of camembert cheese, but harsher and nastier. What's that smell? I asked Amanda. Smell? I don't smell anything. She answered embarrassedly. Maybe it's just my imagination, I thought. The apartment was furnished with old shabby furniture, a closet with a broken door, a three-legged couch and a broken TV. I felt as if I'd entered into some kind of virtual world in survival mode. The sight of that apartment made my insides tighten. Could people really live like this? After a few minutes, there was a lot of knocking on the door. No, not even knocking. Pounding. Pounding with all my might. I was so frightened. I thought a war had broken out. But Amanda grinned and said, Don't be afraid. It's our neighbor Darcy. He's not himself again. He'll knock and then he'll stop. Would you like some tea? I nodded uncertainly. Meanwhile, the neighbor started shouting some undecipherable threats. For the first time in my life, I was so terrified that my body literally shook with fear. What if he breaks the door down? I asked fearfully. It wouldn't be the first time, and it wouldn't be the last. Amanda shrugged. If he hasn't broken it by now, he probably won't. My friend smiled at me. Probably? Probably. Awesome. I thought on the verge of hysteria. The half-destroyed house, the swearing, the screaming, the gloom. No, it wasn't what I'd hoped for at all. I imagined this world to be very different, and now I wanted to go home as soon as possible. To my commitments, to my parents, and my classes and my lessons. Only, how do I get out of here when there's a madman at the door? Amanda, don't take this the wrong way, but I have to go. How do I do that? When does your roommate leave? I asked my friend. I don't know. Just ignore it. Let's talk. Tell me, do you like any guys? Amanda was clearly trying to distract me. But what kind of guy are we talking about when the door's about to come off the hinges with this freak? My life is in real danger. Besides, I wasn't worried for nothing. Something heavy and started kicking in the door lock. Even so, Amanda remained perfectly calm and I wanted to rewind time and give up the stupid idea of running away from home. Against the backdrop of this nightmare, the violin lesson seemed harmless and sweet. Soon, the deranged neighbor broke the lock and broke into the apartment. He had a completely insane face and was demanding some money. I immediately rushed to get $20 out of my jeans pocket, which was all I had on me. But Amanda intercepted my hand. Are you crazy? Don't give him a dime. He'll be fine. She didn't seem scared, unlike me. I was mentally saying goodbye to my family and my life because I was sure it was the end. The money! Where's the money? shouted the crazy neighbor with a hammer in his hands. I grasped Amanda's hand tightly and closed my eyes. Hey you! Get out of my house right now! You scared my friend! Amanda shouted defiantly. The madness seemed to go on forever and everything was in slow motion. And then the cops showed up at the apartment. They threw the crazy neighbor on the floor. My parents ran in after them. Honey, are you okay? Are you okay? My mother asked, frightened, holding my hands. I'm not sure. I answered quietly and cried out, cuddling up to her. We drove home right away. On the way home, my parents comforted me and talked about how frightened they'd been to find me gone. My mother asked me to explain what I'd done and I told her that I was tired of the endless classes and wanted so badly to touch the lives of ordinary teenagers. You know, I understand you. I think we should reconsider your schedule and give you more free time." My mom smiled at me. Let Rose talk to whomever she wants. Sometimes it's good for a person to feel the difference between social strata to learn to appreciate what they have. Dad added, and for the first time, I was in agreement with him. Yes, it's hard to always be toned down and fit in with my family status, but that's my life and my way. Unfortunately. Things aren't as all as rosy as I would imagine for teenagers without cares and responsibilities. The last thing I want is to be trapezing around the streets in old worn-out clothes and then go to a time-worn old house and worry about insane neighbors. My life is much closer and more familiar to me, although it's not easy at all. By the way, my parents allowed me to keep in touch with Amanda and I'm grateful for that. I still love her for her directness and ease and I respect her as a friend. Funny. why do you refuse to come and visit me? It's after the incident, isn't it? She sometimes asks me, laughing. Yes, I almost died that day. Well, I can say for sure that opposites attract. Would you like to try living the life of a teenager from a different social stratum? Write your answers in the comments. And if you like this video, like it and share it with your friends.
1: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes.